sponsored by Brilliant. Two months ago, Apple launched an updated MacBook Air. This week, Apple launched an updated 13-inch MacBook Pro. The question I got quickest and hardest was this, which one should people get? Because thanks to some quirks of Apple, the high-end MacBook Air now seems to have a really big overlap with the lower-end MacBook Pro. But like Transformers, these smaller MacBooks are hiding more differences than might first meet the eye. I'm Rene Ritchie, and this is the MacBook Air versus MacBook Pro 13-inch fight. The MacBook Air's design was last updated in 2018. It's more modern now, with black around the bezels, but it's still that classic wedge-shaped design that inspired a generation of Ultrabooks. The MacBook Pro's design was last updated in 2016. The black bezels are the same, but the body is less wedge-shaped and more squared off. The thinnest point on the MacBook Air is much thinner than the Mac Pro, but the thickest point is ever so slightly thicker. The rest of the sizes are the same though, but the Air is about 0.3 pounds lighter at that size. All of them are available in silver and space gray, but only the Air gets the coppery gold option because coppery gold is just nowhere near serious enough for pros. There are two Thunderbolt 3 slash USB-C ports on the left-hand side of both the Air and the lower-end Pro. If you want a full complement of four, you'll have to move on up to the higher-end Pros. The MacBook Pro is supposed to have high dynamic range stereo speakers to the Air's simple stereo. Both support wide sound and Dolby Atmos, and both have three mic arrays with directional beam forming and 3.5 millimeter headphone jacks. So if saving a little bit of weight is a huge priority for you, go with the MacBook Air. If you absolutely need higher dynamic range on your speaker, go with the MacBook Pro. Physically, both the MacBook Air and MacBook Pro have 13.3 inch IPS LCD displays. They're both retina density, which means an average person shouldn't be able to discern individual pixels from an average viewing distance. And True Tone, which means that they can detect ambient color temperature and adjust so whites look not too blue, not too yellow, just paper white. And both of them still have just way too much bezel for 2020. Technologically though, there are some major differences between the two. First, the MacBook Pro can go 20% brighter, 500 nits compared to the MacBook Air's 400 nits. Second, the MacBook Pro uses the wider Digital Cinema P3 color gamut as opposed to the MacBook Air's sRGB, which means the Pro can show richer reds and deeper greens. So if you're a photographer, videographer, or just love you some colors, you're gonna want the MacBook Pro. Sadly, both have terrible, not very good, actually maybe worse than a potato, 720p webcams. Now, the processor part is where it all gets very complicated. The MacBook Air starts with a 10th generation, 1.1 gigahertz, dual core, Intel Core i3, and goes up to a 1.2 gigahertz, quad core, Intel Core i7. The MacBook Pro starts with an 8th generation, 1.4 gigahertz quad core, Intel Core i5, and goes up to a 1.7 gigahertz quad core Intel Core i7. And yeah, they all have Turbo Boost, but the way Turbo Boost works these days, consider it frosting, never cake. So boiling this all down, given the differences not just in processors, but in thermals, the higher end MacBook Air should feel snappier with everything launching and loading faster. The lower end MacBook Pro though, should be able to sustain continuous tasks for a bit longer. The Air, however, has the latest Intel Iris Plus graphics, where the lower end Pro has the older Intel Iris 645. That means graphics performance should be markedly better on the Air, with more execution units and even things like display stream compression, so it can drive a 6K Pro Display XDR, where the low end MacBook Pro simply cannot. 
For the 10th gen processors and more modern graphics on the Pro, you'll have to move up to the higher, more expensive end version. Where there's absolutely no difference between the two is Wi-Fi. Apple seems to be skipping 802.11ax, Wi-Fi 6 on the Mac completely, at least so far. Drop a like below if you wanna tell Apple to hurry up with the Wi-Fi. I don't know, 6S, 6 plus already? The ARM-based T2 coprocessor is also the same. Same Touch ID, same camera and mic security, same real-time encryption, same accelerators for the stuff Intel just isn't as good at. But the Air promises up to 11 hours of battery life for light workloads, where the Pro taps out at 10. For heavier loads, both will likely get you half of that at best, but half of more is still more. So if you mostly launch apps, load web pages, and do other short, intensive tasks, you'll probably appreciate the snappiness of the MacBook Air and the extra hour of battery life. If you mostly render bigger audio and video files or run longer compiles, you'll probably appreciate the longer sustained performance of the MacBook Pro. Apple's recently been doubling the storage of their Macs while keeping prices the same, if not lower, which is great. And which is why both the MacBook Air and lower-end MacBook Pro now start with 256 gigabytes of ultra-fast SSD, and both step all the way up to two terabytes if you wanna keep more and bigger files locally on your drive. The higher-end MacBook Pro will even take you all the way to four terabytes now. For memory, both start at eight gigabytes and go up to 16 gigabytes. And yeah, the higher-end MacBook Pro will take you all the way to 32 gigabytes now. But otherwise, pretty much a draw here. My guess as to why both the 2020 MacBook Air and MacBook Pro skew so closely to the previous models is that Apple just wanted to get the Magic Keyboards into them as fast as engineeringly possible, and every other bit of update was just whatever else could be crammed in there given the resources available gravy. But the end result is that both now have the new Scissor Switch Magic Keyboards. And I don't care if you preferred the old Scissor Switches or the previous Butterfly Switches, the new Magic Keyboard is just the best compromise between the two. More clickety-clack, less stuttery stuck, especially with the physical escape keys and inverted arrow keys now being available on both. I'm calling that a win. You let me know your favorite in the comments. Pretty much the only difference between the two, and it's a big difference, is that the MacBook Air has a traditional function and media key row between the escape and touch ID, and the MacBook Pro has Apple's touch bar. And yeah, Still the same touch bar, no updates, certainly no haptics that I can see. So if you like your good old fashioned function in media row, go with the MacBook Air. If you see the touch bar and its surfacing of all the shortcuts as a plus and not a minus, go with the MacBook Pro. The new MacBook Air starts at 999 US for the 10th gen Core i3 and maxes out at 2249 for the i7, 16 gigabyte, two terabyte model. The low-end MacBook Pro starts at $1299 for the 8th Gen Core i5 and maxes out at $2499 for the i7 16GB 2TB model, that with the better display and touch bar. Now I'll sum things up in a hot second, but first I'm going to tap into a neural network to make sure I'm counting it all up just exactly right. And yeah, Brilliant is first going to try to teach me how to find my keys, but I really want to find the right MacBook for me instead. And I figure the process has to be just exactly the same, right? So as I look through the features, the tiles changed colors, revealing how close or far my last guess was from right. And then, even if I have no clear indication how to structure my guesses, I can still get better round after round, figuring out my strategy based on the feedback and finding just exactly the perfect MacBook in surprisingly few guesses. Whether you're a student looking to get ahead while school's out or a professional who wants to brush up on the latest and most important topics or someone who just wants to learn how the future is gonna work, Brilliance 
Brilliance is taking complex concepts and breaking them up into bite-sized, understandable chunks. You start by having fun with their interactive puzzles, but over time, what you can accomplish is truly amazing. To learn more, go to brilliance.org slash Renee Ritchie and sign up for free. For free. Be one of the first 200 people, and you can also level up with 20% off the annual premium subscription. Thanks, Brilliant, and thanks to all of you for your support. So if you want a lighter, snappier MacBook to travel around with, even if it's not between cities and coffee shops, but just around the house, get the MacBook Air. And I still like and recommend the i5. If you want a brighter, wider gamut display and a beefier build that just handles a bit bigger loads, get the MacBook Pro. And I'd also recommend the i5 there as well, unless you know you want more burst. I'd also bump the RAM up if you can, and maybe the SSD if you know you're gonna be keeping a lot of big files locally. At least, that's what I think. But now I wanna hear from you. Hit like, hit subscribe if you haven't already, and ring that bell gizmo so we can hang out and chat in the comments for the first hour right after this video goes live. And then hit up those comments and let me know. New MacBook Air or new MacBook Pro, which is the right MacBook for you? Thanks for watching, and for much more on the Mac, check out this playlist right here, or here, one of those ears. See you next video.